Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is a tight squeeze. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y, creative.co. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us, keep up to date with our daily photos, and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so today is the resolution to what I imagine all of you were expecting from last week's podcast, which was what happened when the press arrived. So, first and foremost, it went well, for the most part. Um, we were able to get it off. The, the truck showed up, and Smedley had a... I think it was probably an excavator. I don't exactly know what the official term for it was. Front loader, actually, it's probably called a front loader. It was a, it was the traditionally, it's got a very large scoop on the front, um, but it was massive. It was a massive thing, and he had forklift tines on it, and that followed it. And so, um, they very carefully, using that, pulled it off of the back of the truck. And while watching this, I am just, I, we took videos of it, so you can see. I'll, I'll put them up uh, probably on our TikTok, but. Um, maybe I'll cross post them, but I'm losing my mind as this is happening because, so these forklift tines are massive compared to obviously the little pallet. Now they're designed to lift a pallet. Like it's not like they're not designed to do this. They're huge and they're long. They're very long. And so I'm watching as this very skilled operator is like kind of maneuvering them around and they're kind of adjusting the forks in and out to get it in there. And then he kind of slides in to where the tines go on the thing. But he stops about three quarters of the way through where the tines don't go all the way through to the other side of the pallet. Now, I realize in hindsight why he did it this way, but at the time, I was losing my mind. I am freaking out in my head. I didn't freak out publicly, but I freaked out in my head because I'm like, they're not, it's not on there. It's going to fall off. And so he slowly pulls this thing off and Smedley's watching me and making fun of me because I'm clearly very anxious about this. And he goes, you know, would it help if I stood here and hold it? And it's funny because it's a one-ton machine. Um, but anyway, so the forklift backs up because the trucks are adjacent to the building. And then he, he kind of aligns himself to the front of the building and then rolls in slowly and then slowly sets it down on the inside of the double door glass, right? Uh, and that worked out well. And I realized at that point, the reason why I hadn't gone all the way through was because he needed the pallet to hit first so that he can pull the, the forks out because if he... If the forks hit first, or if he sets it down and the forks are sticking out the back, it's going to go right through that wall, and we're trying to get the thing as close to it as possible. So he backs out, pulls it out, no problem. I'm, at this point, just breathing slowly again, because now the press is no longer in the air. It's now in our front foyer. Now, it is almost completely blocking the door, and I already taken the door frame off at that point. I took it off the day before, the night before, I should say. So... We have it in the door frame. They leave, and we got the pallet jack, and I'm sitting there going, okay, well, let's try it. And we tried, and it clearly is not going to fit. It, it clearly didn't fit through at that point. I'm like, okay, I knew that was going to happen. So I run to the hardware store local, and I'm looking at the sandpaper, and then I'm thinking to myself, this is going to take forever. I might as well get a chisel, and I'll just chisel out the stone space that we need. So I get a hand chisel and a hammer, and I take it back, and I spend the next probably hour 
chipping away at that stone. And I fully understand why breaking rocks is a punishment in prison because that was terrible. I got, I made almost no progress. It was incredibly exhausting and it made very little effect. So I head back and to the hardware store and I'm standing in the aisle and I'm looking going, you know, I really need like a pickaxe. And I don't know why it didn't dawn on me sooner that that's not what I needed. But this nice gentleman comes over. Can I, can I help you find something? I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for some chipping rock. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, work on messing with some, some, you know, adjusting some brick. And um, I got a chisel, but it's not working. I'm looking for like a hammer that comes to a point. Kind of like in my head, I was thinking like an ice pick. But he goes, well, maybe we got something. He goes, but first, let's just, we got, we're right here. Let's look. And he spins around to the other aisle. And there's a diamond bit grinder. And he goes, is this what you might need? I'm like, that might work. But I figured I'd, I'd, I'd go check um, the handpicks. And he didn't have anything in handpicks. So all I've got is this diamond bit grinder now. And I go back to my house and I pick up my grinding wheel. Or my, not my grinding wheel, my, um, my angle grinder. And I put it on. And now I'm back at the workshop. And very excited because I'm like, ah, this is the right tool, right? This is what I should have been using all along. We have power tools. I don't need to break rocks by hand. So, I tell everyone it's going to get loud. I put on my respirator because I'm right there. And obviously, I knew that that was going to be an issue. But I thought everyone else would be fine because I didn't think it was going to be too much of a problem. And I start grinding this stone. And it took about mm, two and a half minutes, maybe three minutes. And I feel a tap on my shoulder. And I stop and I turn around. And the entire workshop, the entire workshop is filled it looks like a fog of war. It's filled with the thickest concrete dust I have ever seen. And it was just, it was like you could barely see in front of you. Uh, and I'm like, okay, evacuate. Why did no one tell me this until now? Later, the team told me that it kind of happened all at once. I don't really believe that, but here we are. Um, so we open up all the windows. We start up the fan system and we, it, you know, we got it all cleared out, right? But it clearly became a problem where it was like, okay, so we can't do that. And we went back in, cleaned everything off. Um, and so then I start taping trash bags together to try to create a seal around the door so that, because I remember I'm basically in the front door-ish. So I'm trying to make a seal so that all of the, the dust and stuff goes outside. And I put a bunch of, of, of trash bags together. I tape them all up, put them all up. And I start, I start going and then it works for like a good minute and a half. I'm making good progress. And then, um, the, the bag, because the problem was, is this, the door is open. The temperature inside and the temperature outside are not the same and there's wind. So the, the bag starts to, the bags or the taped up bag starts to blow like a, uh, like a sail and, but, it, but it switches direction every so often. And, uh, it ripped itself out of its moorings you know, which is to be expected. So I head back to the hardware store for the third time. And this time I drive proper, I, I buy proper drop cloth and the proper tape to mount it. And I finish up getting the, the edges cut out of the bottom of the, the piece. And I say, okay, let's give it a try. Cause remember, I actually didn't need to cut. And you'll see this one in the video. If you watched it, I didn't need to cut the whole door frame an inch. I needed to cut very specific areas, like a half inch. Cause that on either side, cause that gives me because it was really just the pallet and then these two specific areas on the machine, but we could actually adjust this because I figured out that if I lifted the pallet 
not centered, but off center a little bit with Pallet Jack, the machine leaned itself just far enough away from the wall that I didn't actually like that it was able to slide through. It was just the pallet. So we finally get it. It's basically wedged in the door. Like Evan and I are pushing and pulling and I have Morgan come and stand on the other side of the pallet just to provide a little bit of weight to kind of tip it away from the wall. And after an immense amount of heaving and hoeing and backwards and forwards, I was finally able to get it through. That's at the end of the day. Um, but it's at the end of the day. So we get the, the machine gets in, is now in the first, through the first of three doors. And it's in the main area of the room. And I am thrilled. I spend the next two hours putting the door frame back on. And I got the door frame back on and in place. And it's, it's mounted well i didn't want to mount it permanently because i know that we're going to take this thing back out in a little while so i mounted it in such a way that when i have to take it apart again i can at that point mount it with the proper glue and screws and everything so that it will not move again so i put the door back on and the team goes you can't uh you can't cut while we're here and i said fine i understand that makes sense and so i said all right I'm going to go home. I told Lee I had to work late. I, I went home. I had dinner. I put James to bed. And then I came back to work at about seven. And I set up a whole bunch of drop cloths. And I'll put that in the video too. I, put, I set up a whole bunch of drop cloths. I sealed off the engraving room. I opened up the filter systems so that the air could be evacuated by the, the filter systems. Um, but I covered everything with tons of drop cloths. And I thought it was going to be perfect. And then I went to grinding on the two door. I pulled the two doors off. That took two hours um, on, in the engraving room. And then I put up all of the drop cloth stuff. And then I started grinding. And it took about an hour of grinding later. I was able to get both of those doors finished. So, and once again, it looked like the fog of war. But this time it was relatively well contained. I, I walked into the house and it looked like I had gray hair. Because it was that, I had that much dust on. So, I then... Go back the next day. It's a disaster area. But we knew that was the case. Or that was going to be the case. And so the, we, Evan and I and Mel start to pick up and clean up the mess in the engraving room. We do. We carefully, I brought a bunch of bottles of water. We carefully put water down on all of the dust on the floor so that, and all of the tarps so that it stuck to the tarps. We then removed all the tarps and then we mopped the floor. We swept the floor, mopped the floor a couple of times. It took, an, it like took two hours to do that, to do the cleanup of it. But the room was finally clean. And during that time, Anna and Mel were, or Anna and Meryl were able to set up this shipping center and the uh, washing station because we had set up temporary versions of those um, when we moved and we just hadn't gotten around to having the time to set up the rest of the proper shipping stations with the, the new racking that it showed up. But with the uh, engraving room just completely being out of commission for the first couple hours, uh, we figured she figured that was a good thing. And it was perfect. They got it all set up. So finally, we're ready. We put the, the press through the other two doors. And this time, because I was smarter about how I cut them, it slid right through. I mean, not really, but it slid almost right through. It took almost no time to get it in. And now it is finally in the room that it needed to finally go in. And then I spend the rest of the day reinstalling all those doors. So that day was a bit of a lost day from a, getting things out the door. I think we got a couple of things out the door, but that was kind of a lost day. But the next day we were back at it and the press is now sitting in the, the room where it's going to, it's final resting place, but we don't have the electrical stuff set up just yet. Talk to the electrician. We're going to get a variable frequency device um, and we're going to get a, well, we're going to get a variable frequency device and we need to re wire it up properly so that 
It's got plenty of amperage. Based off of the press's schematics, and we were talking, I was talking about this with the, the thing, its startup amperage is 35 to 50-something amps. We think the press itself, and that's, that's in, in three phases. So single phase, it's double that. And we think that there's probably about 120 amps going to the sub-panel in our area, which means that to start up this machine, it's going to be the only, it's, we're going to have to have a startup protocol for the, the workshop where it'll be the first thing that starts up. Once it's fully up and running, then we can start working on the, you know, setting up the lasers, getting those pumped and moving, and we can get everything else kind of turned on at that point in, a, in an order, in a sequence. Um, but when it's running, it only draws eight amps, seven, eight and a half amps or 17 amps, you know, in single phase. Uh, so it only draws 17 amps. So I think we're going to be fine with running them regularly. And there's some discussion about just leaving it always on. The real question I have is how much power is it going to draw to do that? And more importantly, is, is, is it going to be super loud? But um, we'll find out. Hopefully, we'll get it, the, the rest of it installed in, well, in a couple of days. I'm hoping before the end of this week, we'll have it completely installed, operational, fully functioning, and that'll allow us to accelerate that process. We are getting through into the October 1st of our production cycle, uh, maybe October 2nd. Um, but the good news is that right around October 1st, when we announced that we had gotten out sick, the sales dropped off completely, basically. I mean, we had a very few sales for a little while. so. From October 1st through October 10th, October 15th, we have had a very slow couple of days, which will mean that hopefully once we do get back into that point, we'll be able to really punch through them very quickly, get very much caught up, hopefully in a very big hurry, and uh, we'll be back. And uh, keep an eye on your emails because it, there's something that's coming down the, the pike very shortly. So if you haven't been checking your emails or you're not subscribed to our emails, go subscribe. Pay attention because something's going to happen very shortly. So that's all I can say for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic. Don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, or anything else we sell, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. You can also contact us via our Instagram and Facebook. You can text, email, call, direct message, all the usuals. We'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible, but we do appreciate patience. Uh, if you have a quick question or you want to place an order over the phone, please feel free to call us at 414-434-9001. And we're available Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. If uh, you don't get a hold of us for any reason, please feel free to leave us a voicemail. We actually do respond to our voicemails, and we work very hard to respond to people when they ask questions. So if you don't get a hold of us, Please feel free to, to do that. If you, if you placed an order, please feel free to include the order number. That actually helps us a lot when we're trying to identify who you are and what your, your, uh, your order question may be about. So definitely leave that if you've got that. If you think we deserve it, a good review and go a long way to help us grow our new community. Both a review on whatever podcast app you're listening on, but also a review on the product. You can read all of our amazing five-star reviews at murdycreative.co slash reviews. There's a button there that also says leave a good review. You click on that, it'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. Um, there's a question. Do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? Click yes. You write your review. It helps us. It helps everyone. We love reading them. It makes our day. Uh, we have a wall on the new workshop where everything's going for reviews, so it's really great there. If for whatever reason you would leave us a bad review, there's another button there that says get directly in contact with us. It is deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with the company, no matter what the case. We will do anything we can, including it up to recrafting, refunding. We will take care of you. Please give us an opportunity to do so before you leave us a bad review. It really means a lot to me that we can, we can maintain that relationship with our customers. Word of mouth is the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. 
Uh, if you want to get a little something for doing that, check out our website, bernicreative.co. In the bottom left-hand corner, there's a little rewards tab. If you're logged in, you can click on that and get more details. If you're logged in, you get 5% back on any uh, purchase you make as in-store credit. And there's also a shareable link there. When you share that with your family and friends, they get 5% or $5 off of their first purchase, and you get $5 of in-store credit when they make that purchase. So it's a great way to share the company. Helps us, helps them, help everyone. Uh, if you have any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything I can, and I want to give you guys what you're looking for. So definitely leave a comment below, send us an email. I'm happy to talk about just about anything. If you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, uh, we do have bulk discounts available. They're built right into the cart, so all you need to do is add whatever you'd like to your cart, and the automatic discount will be applied. It's just based off the total cart quantity, so you can mix and match to your heart's desire, and uh, that's a great way to, to get a little, little better price on things. If you don't have a specific quantity, or sorry, if you don't have a specific quantity in mind, but you're looking for more information about the bulk discount program and how it works, send us an email, S-A-L-E-S sales at merdycreative.co. We'll be happy to kind of walk you through uh, the, the discount program and how that all works and see if we can't find that right, uh, that right price for your quantity. All right. If you're looking for a custom engraved items, we have no minimum order quantities and no setup fees. It's just a simple flat fee of $15. Uh, normally, it can go up and down just depending a little bit on the size and complexity, but it's normally $15 per item, and that is before the bulk discount. So if you're going to just get one, that's perfect, but if you're going to get a whole bunch of them, it actually can go down quite a bit from there. So definitely reach out to us with a image, a logo, a design, something that's not copyright protected. We can't do anything copyright protected unless we have permission. Um, but share your logo with us in an email, sales, S-A-L-E-S, at merdicreative.co, and include what product you're looking for. We'll be able to create a custom mock-up for you, as well as an order link that you can use to purchase that custom item. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day. Goodbye.